0: Okay, Chuck Wilson, New Hope Community Church, and here we go. We're gonna finish up Revelation 13 today. Revelation 13, 11 through 18, the false prophet. The false prophet. Revelation 13 is like a Godzilla movie. There's monster after monster appearing, <laughs> emerging. The first monster we saw last time was like the mon- was a monster out of the sea, like Godzilla coming out of the ocean, uh, out of the sea. In verses 1 to 10, and who was that? The Antichrist. The second monster beast that we're going to see today comes out of the earth, so it's inferior to the first one. It comes out of the earth. It's less powerful, yet both are dragon-powered, dragon-powered beasts. This is the unholy trinity. Watch how we, we know the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit. Now we have the dragon. We have the antichrist. And today we have the, the false prophet, the unholy trinity. Watch as we go through. Look for the parallels as we go through this. Let's pray. We're going to need prayer for this one. Father, we just pray that we would be discerning, that we, our eyes would be open, that we wouldn't be deceived with the rest of the world. We wouldn't fall to the delusion that the rest of the world has fallen to and is falling to right now. This, even as we, as we speak right now. Lord, I pray that if anyone has never put their faith in Jesus Christ, they would do that today. Today they would do that so they would be freed from the lies and the blindness and, and the blindness that Satan has put on unbelievers. Lord, I just pray for that there would be an eyes open, and, and and those that put their faith in Jesus Christ would be able to see the truth, the truth of Jesus Christ. I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's get right into it. Revelation 13, 11 to 18. Wild, wild, wild. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, but he spoke like a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast on his behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. And he performed great and miraculous signs, even even causing fire to come down from heaven, ...to the earth in full view of men. Because of the signs he was given power to do on behalf of the first beast, he deceived the inhabitants of the earth. Trying to read with one eye still. Uh, He ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. He was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that he could speak so that it could speak, and cause all who refused to worship the image to be killed. He also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or his forehead, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast, for it is a man's number. His number is 666. Woo! Here we go, here we go. So we see the um, the, the false prophet. I'm just going to read a, a verse here in Revelation 16.3, 16.13, where we see it says, uh, Okay, here it is. Then I saw three evil spirits that looked like frogs. They came out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false Prophet. So we see the unholy trinity right there. Just like I said, his father, son, holy spirit. We see the dragon, the antichrist, and the false prophet right here. And, and this is what we're seeing here, the, the third part of the unholy trinity back here in Revelation 13. verse 11. Let's read verse 11 again where it says, Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, but he spoke like a dragon. He was a lamb, but he had dragon's breath. Not not because he needed Tic Tacs, but because the Holy Spirit has was I'm sorry, not the Holy Spirit. Satan was inspiring this beast, this lamb like creature. He was in, he was Satan inspired. He's going to be initially identified as a Christianish. He's a lamb Christianish person, just like the lamb. But not all who claim to be Christianish are Christian at all. We know that not all politicians who 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 try to pass themselves off as Christians for expediency. Not all religious leaders, clearly not. Uh, Not all church attendees are, are Christian, not... All churches with a cross out front are for real. No, no, no. Don't be deceived by someone who claims they're a Christian or or says they're a Christian, even if they've gone to a real solid Christian church or a Christian college or something. Don't be deceived. Look for something far, far more important. That's what I look for. Matthew 7, verse 15. When Jesus warned, he said in verse 15, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves ferocious wolves. In verse 20 he says, Thus by their fruit you will recognize them. By the fruits, not what they say, not what they pass themselves off, not what they wear, not what the cross, <clears throat> not what school, not what church, no, no, no. It's by their fruit you will recognize them the the politician claims he's a Christian. What is his vote- you know i'm, I'm a global christian you know hey, what is his voting record on biblical issues like abortion what is his voting record it, does he vote anti biblical is do the, does he living a worldly life uh religious leaders look at their 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 doctrine their teaching. is it biblical or is it just positive teaching positive thinking? false teachers uh are, does their teaching produce the fruit of the holy spirit or are their followers just like the world you know what i'm talking about uh are they focused on money always focusing on money mark of a false teacher and this guy is a false prophet this, this beast who who's a lamb looks like a lamb but he's not uh initially he will be a christian based religious Leader. We're gonna see more about this in Revelation 17 and 18. He's gonna be connected to the revived Roman Empire. Connect the dots. Connect the dots. Yes, that's right. He's gonna be an apostate pope. Can you even picture that? Uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, we can. All my good friends, who, Roman Catholic friends who are who are solid Christians, born again Christians, they know the present pope is apostate. Uh, but this one's going to even well, it could this guy could morph into this this beast? But he's going to be even more apostate. He's going to be an apostate pope who will unify the apostate christian world he's going to get the apostate roman catholics the apostate protestants the apostate evangelicals and there's a lot of them about half i'd say he's going to he's going to reunify them and then he's going to combine this this apostate christian church with the world religions with the world religions and the cults and he's going to form a one world church which is going to worship the Antichrist. We're going to see all this coming up. hes You think, oh, this is impossible. There's no way a pope could do that and get all these guys. Really? Well, let me just read you a couple of things here. Um, here we go. The Louvain Declaration from the Second World Conference on on Religion and Peace, 1974. Listen to those statements: Buddhists, Christians, Confucianists, Hindus, Jews, Muslims, Shintoists, Sikhs, Sikhs I'm sorry, Sikhs, uh, and still others, we have sought here to listen to the spirit within our varied and venerable religious traditions. Traditions. We have grappled with the towering issues that our societies must resolve in order to bring about peace, justice, and an ennobling quality of life for every person and every people, except the unborn. Uh, we rejoice that long era of prideful and even prejudiced isolation of the religions of humanity is, we hope, gone forever. We appeal to the religious communities of the world to inculcate the attitude of planetary citizenship. Oh, this is like, you would think science fiction, but it's real, it's real. Uh, and it's not just uh, there, 2006, 2006, religious leaders hold interfaith meeting. And this, there's lots, I'm just connecting a few dots here. Uh, religious leaders, this is uh, from, in Washington. Religious leaders from a broad swath of worldwide faiths met Wednesday at Georgetown University for an annual interfaith forum being held in the United States, First time, 2006. The two-day international prayer for peace is the largest regular interfaith gathering in the world for many religions, including Roman Catholics, Jews, Methodists, hmm, shocking, Muslims, Mennonites, Eastern Orthodox Christians, Shintoists, charity groups, academics, journalists, and diplomats will also take part Washington Cardinal Theodore McCarrick welcomed the crowd of 500 and called the Interfaith Summit the dream of Pope John Paul II, who started the meeting 20 years ago. Didn't start with the present apostate pope, did it? It's a movement that's been happening. My Roman Catholic, strong Roman Catholic Christian friends have been warning me about this. He knew the more we could get on the same page, the same place, the same relation to a God that loves us all, Mm -hmm. Uh, the more powerful our prayers would be, McCarrick said. And now we just see how it has morphed completely. Now the Pope, we see the present-day apostate Pope prays with the religious leaders, brings them all together, and he says openly, we all worship the same God. Well, uh, sorry, apostate Pope, but uh I disagree. In fact, God's Word disagrees. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one else but through me. But you don't know that one true Jesus. You have never gone through that one true way or you would know that. And I say that to Protestants, to evangelicals who claim there are many ways. 50% of born-again Christians say there are many ways to to God. Uh, Shocking. I say it to all of you. God is not schizophrenic. You, you read the, the the Quran. There's no way he's the same God as Jehovah God in the in the the the, the Christ, Judeo Christian Bible. There's no way that's possible. Old and New Testament. There's no way he's a diametrically opposed to the the God of the Quran, the Allah in the Quran. Listen, God is not schizophrenic. He, you can't, he, you can't find him in the Hindu religion and, and uh, and all these different cults. He's not schizophrenic. There is one true God. His name is Jehovah and there's only one way to him and that is through Jesus Christ. Salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. And don't forget what Jesus said. You, they will treat you this way because of my name, for they do not know the one who sent me. Talking about why they're going to persecute the, the apostles. They don't know the one who sent me. That's right. All these other religions don't know the one. And the only way they we know they know the one is that they know Jesus Christ, the Son. They know the one because of the Son. And if they accept the Son, then they do know the one. If they don't, false frauds demonically inspired religions and, and even demonically inspired Christian denominations or christian movements that's what they are they're cults there's one way God is not schizophrenic, but uh, we see here here uh, that we will see later in revelation that the antichrist. The Antichrist, who's using the beast at this time, the Antichrist is just using the apostate church that's, that the, that the, the, the false prophet, the, the, um, the, uh, the false prophet is bringing together this beast, the false prophet. Uh, Satan, the Antichrist, the false prophet. I know there's Beast one, Beast two. Okay, we're just going to use those terms to, to make it easier. He, we'll see later that he's going to be just. He's just using this apostate church, and in, later in Revelation, he will no longer need that. And the Antichrist will proclaim himself the Messiah, the one true God, and he's going to destroy this bogus church. He's going to take the wealth for himself. S- wealth, wealth for the shelf. Elf on the shelf. Wealth for himself. He's going to take him. He won't share the power. He won't share his worship anymore with all the, the so-called gods. All those gods you have been worshipping, they are me. You worship me alone. The truth is going to come out because they're all demonically inspired, but the Antichrist is going to finally exert it and show it and bring it into the open. And verse 12, look what happens here in verse 12, Revelation 13, verse 12, where it says... He exercised all the authority of the first beast on his behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast Whose fatal wound had been healed. He's gonna have a counterfeit resurrection. A counterfeit resurrection. And because of that counterfeit resurrection, the false prophet will get everyone to worship the Antichrist. That's what's gonna happen. And in this false resurrection reminds me of the, of the true resurrection of Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit's power. It's a, it's a counterfeit of that. Romans 1 talking about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He said, who through the Spirit of Holiness was declared with power to be the Son of God by His resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. That's the true resurrection through the Holy Spirit's power, but we see a counterfeit resurrection here that God allows. We're going to see why He allows it. God allows this counterfeit resurrection to deceive the nations who have already turned their back on Him. Verses 13 and 14 where it says, And He performed great and miraculous signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to earth in full view of men. Because of the signs He was given power to do on behalf, Half of the first beast, he deceived the inhabitants of the earth. He ordered them to set up an image in, in the honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. We see fire from heaven and miracles. He will deceive with these miracles, just like just like with the Exodus and Moses and the 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 uh, Pharaoh's magicians who had counterfeit miracles. Whatever Moses did at first, they also did. Remember the snakes on the plain. Oh, I'm sorry, snakes in the palace. Remember they could make the snakes too, but. Moses snake swallowed them up and, 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 and ate them uh, but there, the, there is an occult power that's a counterfeit power it, i think of in new hope where we live it's getting less and less here thankfully but i know when we started the church 20 years ago this was the occult center of the of the uh the east coast was new hope it's it's gone down and down i like to think that our prayers and and spiritual work has had something to do with it but but that occult power is real but it's limited it's a counterfeit it's limited it's nothing like god's power if you've ever dealt with a demonic person, a demonized person. You know what I'm talking about. The name of Jesus Christ is like scalding water to the demons. They can't stand the power, the name of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit which drives them out of the demonized person. And, and, uh, but, but we must learn because of this counterfeit, we must learn to discern. Even in the church, not all supernatural power is from God. We have to learn to discern. There's very little discernment. There's all these there's Revival movements. I'm just going to say it. There's some. There's a revival prophetic movements out there. I'm not saying all, but some of them. They, there's no discernment. I talk to the people in the Bible and I say, "Well, how do you discern what's really, you know, the Holy Spirit?" Oh, well, we just we don't do that. We don't do that. Well, that's why you get a lot of counterfeiting going on. That's why you get a lot of flesh, and you have to learn to discern what's the Holy Spirit and what's not the Holy Spirit. The Bible teaches us to do that. Don't be fooled just because there's some church doing amazing miracles. Don't be fooled. Look at what they teach. Look to the, compare the word of God to what they're teaching. Don't be deceived. We have to test everything against God's word. First, and I love it when the Holy Spirit moves powerfully. I love it when we see the, the power of the Holy Spirit moving in amazing ways. Love it. But don't be deceived because there's frauds and fakes out there giving the Holy Spirit a bad name. Very, very important. First John 4. In 1 John 4, uh, verse 1 says this. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Very few ministries ever test the spirit. Test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. How many prophets gave false prophecies about the last election? A lot! What did they just expose themselves as? False prophets! They should be stoned, according to Deuteronomy. Should be stoned, but no, they're still collecting their checks and collecting. People are still sending them money. He said, "Oh, we just had a mistake. Solves were fifty-fifty. We're still pretty good. You can guess fifty-fifty anyway." Verse two. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. Deuteronomy 13. In Deuteronomy 13, verses 1 through 3. If a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a miraculous sign or wonder, and if the sign or wonder which he has spoken takes place and he says, let us follow other gods, gods you have not known, And let us worship them. You must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. The Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love Him with all your heart and with all your soul. Doesn't matter what they do, what miracle they perform. Check it against God's word. Very, very important. Test everything against God's word, whether it's in your church, whether it's on the TV guys pe- preaching, whether it's a Christian friend who's giving you his their advice. You know, I get a lot of that. People giving. Uh, I give them the word of God. Some the word of God. They so, say, "Well, my Christian friend told me I could divorce my husband because of blah 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 blah. I'm not happy. Blah blah. What does the word of God say?" You know, test it against God's word. Why does God allow the Antichrist and the false prophet to have this power, this counterfeiting power? Why does he allow that? why why would he do that well we see the very answer in second Thessalonians 2 verse 9 it says this the coming of the lawless one second corinthians 2 verse 9 the coming of the lawless one will be in accordance with the work of satan displayed in all kinds of counterfeit miracles signs and wonders and every sort of evil that deceives those who are perishing They perish because they refuse to love the truth and so be saved. For this reason, God sends them a powerful delusion. That's right. God sends the powerful delusion here. And he sends it, he's sending it right now. He sends them a powerful delusion so that they will believe the lie and so that all will be condemned with those all will be condemned who have not believed the truth and have delighted in wickedness. God sends the delusion. He allows the counterfeit miracles to, to, to catch them in the delusion. Listen, if we consistently refuse God's truth, He will ultimately give us over to our delusion. He'll give us over to the lie of our choice. We see that with, with Pharaoh hardening Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh, Pharaoh's heart was already hardened. God just finalized the hardening. Because he it was so set against God, God finalized it. He like fired the clay and it was done. There was no more chance to be changed. And that's what God does. Individuals who who are who get involved in besetting addictive sin. The world calls it addiction. The Bible calls it Hebrews twelve a besetting sin. The sin that so easily entangles. Hebrews twelve one. I think I got that right. Um, he, he he calls it a besetting sin. If you Stay in it long enough and keep resisting the Holy Spirit. It, it, sooner or later, you're going to be locked in on that. That will become your destiny. Churches, churches, many denominations that have turned their back on God and haven't turned back, God has given them over. If you turn, once you turn your back on God as a denomination, you lose it. You see, how could they have gone there? God has turned them over. He's removed their lampstand. He's given them over to a demonic lie. USA, you say, how could we be doing X, Y, and Z? How could these crazy things be happening? Well, guess what? We have rejected God. We have rejected Jesus Christ. And now we are under delusion. And this is just the beginning, the craziness that we're seeing in our country. It's just the beginning. Unless we have a revival and a spiritual awakening, we are cooked. And I'm afraid we've crossed the line of grace. I'm afraid of that, but I still preach and hope for and pray for revival. Still do that. With evangelism, when, when you hear the gospel, if you hear the gospel and you keep on hearing it, but you keep rejecting it, you keep resisting the Holy Spirit, the time will come when your heart will be hardened and God will finalize that hardening. Don't wait respond today. Today is the day of salvation. Today. Today. And then we see what, with the delusion here in Revelation 13, we see what happens next in the progression. Verse 14 where it says, well, we already read part of this. Uh, I'm going to read it, the whole verse again. Because of the signs he was given power to do on behalf of the first beast, he deceived the inhabitants of the earth. He ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. Verse 15, he was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast so that it could speak and cause all who refused to worship the image to be Killed. Now I'm sure at this time this was unthinkable. How could they figure this out? And even maybe a hundred years ago it would have been science fiction. It's easy to see how this could happen now, isn't it? Uh, remember, this was two thousand years ago. There were no computers. There were no phones. There was no TV. Now we have holograms. We have all. Co- we could easily see how this could happen today. Right? Easily see it. But, but, but it's going to be just like Darth Vader with the Emperor, the evil Emperor. You know, he, he he's going to demand obedience and he will enforce it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to enforce it somehow. Who knows how. They're going to, there's going to be intense persecution. There's going to be intense martyrdom. In John's day, they had to worship the image of the Emperor, a statue that was set up. They had to worship that, offer a pinch of sacrifice, worship. And if they didn't, it was a life or death. You either did that or you died. That's why there was these incredible, Christian persecutions under the Roman Empire. At the end of the age with the revived Roman Empire, which is already forming to this day, uh, they were going to have the ultimate emperor ruling, the Antichrist, and he, he will combine the political and the religious into one through the false prophet. But the faithful Jews, most Jews are going to worship him, but the faithful Jews... And the faithful Christians, most of the apostate Christians are going to worship them. The faithful Jews, faithful Christians, I'm talking about the, the Christians, the, the Catholics, the Protestants, the evangelicals that are faithful, that are born again, that are, they know they're saved by faith from first to last, they're living by their faith, they're, they're, they hold to the God's Word, they have a biblical worldview, they're not being pulled in by the delusion that, that, that the the Catholics, Protestants, the evangelicals who are not apostate will, will, are gonna form a remnant, a godly remnant. There'll be a remnant revival, a godly remnant, and they will stand firm, but they're gonna go through, we will be going through incredible persecution. Three year, three and a half years of unprecedented persecution. Why? Look at verse 16. Verse 16, he also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead, so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark, which is the name of the beast or the number of his name. This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast. For it is a man's number. The number is 666. 666. Six, six. Six. Here we have the mark of the beast. We're not sure if they're going to laser it on or if it's going to be some kind of tattoo or a microchip. There's already microchip technology that they're putting under people's skins to, to, uh, you know, for medical reasons or identifying reasons or they're also talking about a chip they're going to put up under people's skin to to see if they have the coronavirus or not. Mm. All right. Uh, it's all being set up. And we're going to need this mark of the beast, the 666. We're going to need it to buy or sell. Many won't take it. They're going to survive just like Elijah did out in the desert. Somehow, miraculously going to survive. Uh, but we will be killed if we are caught. It's already being set up for. It's already, you can see it happening. Suddenly, already see it happen up. Look how fast it has happened with the coronavirus and the vaccine that you're not going to have to take it. Oh, I guess maybe you do. Now, You can have to have a vaccine passport to fly in a plane or go in here and do this and all that. It's already being set up. That, that, the, 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 vaccine's not the mark of the beast, but it's preparing for it. It's completely preparing. We can see how it's gonna happen. And we're gonna need wisdom. 666 six, six is a man's number. It's a incomplete. 777 seven, seven is God's number. But, so 666 six, six is a man's number. It's a counterfeit. It's incomplete. But many have tried to calculate who the Antichrist is. Gorbachev or this person or that person. Remember all the books that came out? People made a A little bit of money on, you knew it wasn't new. Well, anyway, but probably we won't be able to figure this out until he arrives, until it arrives. But pay attention. I tell everybody, focus on Jesus Christ, not the Antichrist, but pay attention. We need discernment. Don't Take this mark. We're going to see why in chapter fourteen. Why you better not take the mark. It's called hell for eternity. And these, it, what I, it scares me, seeing the vaccine passports and and what's happening. And uh, you know that's not the mark, but it's preparing us for it. But I, the same arguments. If you care about people, you will take this. You know, you will do this. I I can I just see so many Christians who who just buy everything the world tells them. Whatever they say. What? Social justice instead of biblical justice. You know, this is crazy. Christians who, Christians who claim they're Christians, but they're pro-choice. You know, they're okay with abortion. They've just exposed something that they're probably not a Christian, but if they are, they're a conformed, worldly, carnal Christian. And, and I just see so many Christians. Claim to be Christians that are being deceived. They don't have a biblical worldview. They don't even know God's word. They're just deceived. Whatever the media tells them, they just swallow, swallow it. Hook, line, and sinker. And and I just believe. I think I will not be shocked at all if, if half the so-called evangelicals in America take the mark of the beast. They're going to be exposed as false. They are just sitting ducks. And I've warned some people and they got mad at me. I was warning them, don't take the mark of the beast. You're very susceptible. You're prone to take whatever they tell you. Don't take the mark of the beast. Getting mad at me. They didn't even know what I'm talking about because their churches don't even talk about this. Sad, sad, sad. So many people who claim to be Christians in America are going to take the mark of the beast. Mark my words. I hope you're not one of them. I hope you have a biblical worldview. It, uh, we're not sure when when the tribulation, when the antichrist, when the false prophet will arrive. They could be alive right now. They could be out there right now. We only know we know the the uh well anyway, we know they they could be right now out there in some kind of a position of power right now, not energized. Satan hasn't fully energized them yet, but we do know that the spirit of the Antichrist is preparing, preparing the way for today. The spirit of the Antichrist, Satan's spirit is, Satan is preparing the way for today. He, he's, he's preparing it already. He's permeating the culture. He's permeating the world, permeating the culture, the church in the United States. He's infiltrated the church in the United States. We see it already happening. second, Second John, Second John, John, who wrote the book of Revelation. Listen to what he says, Second John 1-7. He says, many deceivers who, this is 2,000 years ago, many deceivers who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is a deceiver and the Antichrist. The spirit of the Antichrist is already there, permeating the, the culture, infiltrating the church, already there. And, and we can see it very easily in the USA today, can't we? Every, in every level. Every level, even the churches, unbelievable. First Timothy four one says this. In first Timothy four one, where it says, The Spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things and things taught by demons. Are we seeing that in the church in the u s a today? You better believe it. it's all over the world. We're seeing this apostasy we're seeing it Second Peter two and second Peter two verses one to three says this, but there will also be false prophets among the people just as there were Will be false. I'm sorry, but there will also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their shameful ways, and will bring the way of truth into. To disrepute, in their greed, these TV teachers... Oh, I'm sorry. I added a TV. In their greed, these teachers will exploit you with stories they've made up. Their condemnation has long been hanging over them, and their destruction has not been sleeping. Boy, are we... Seeing this, recognize the false prophets. Recognize the false teachers. It's not the miracles, but it's the changed lives that you look at with their followers. It's the holy living that you have to look at. Oh, don't get me started. We must learn to discern people, the teachings, the books that are being written, the culture that we live in, the world's lies. We have to discern. We have to have a biblical worldview. And if we don't, we are being set up To follow the Antichrist, the false prophet, and Satan himself. It's unbelievable. And the biggest deception we see, even in the born-again movement today, it's heartbreaking that the biggest area of deception is, we don't need Jesus Christ. We don't need... All gods are the same. Even in the half the evangelicals believe there's many ways. It's crazy. And hell is not real. Half of evangelicals believe there's not a literal hell. It's unbelievable. That means only half are really born again. The rest are clearly not. Right? The biggest deception, we don't need Jesus Christ. All gods are the same. All will go to heaven somehow, some way. Just be good. Great example is the so-called Reverend Warnock. I don't know how he got the name Reverend. They should delete that. But Warnock, who's now a senator down in Georgia, we already talked about how he called abortion reproductive justice demonic. Alright? But now he also says that we can be saved by works. He's a fraud. He's a fraud. He's a false teacher. He's hell's evangelist. He's, he's preparing everyone for the Antichrist. Listen to what this, this, False demonic teacher said, uh, Senator, Senator now, Raphael Warnock, who once served as a senior pastor at an Atlanta church where Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. preached. Why did they let this guy stay? Because it's an apostate church now. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. is probably not rolling over in his grave, uh, not happy with what is going on there. Uh, what is going on? Apostasy. He, where, he deleted a, a tweet on Easter Sunday after critics blasted him as a heretic. Listen to what Reverend, the almost Reverend Warnock, Senator Warnock said. The now deleted t- tweet from Warnock's account came early Sunday, Easter Sunday, and said, the meaning of Easter, the meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You heard me right. The meaning of Easter is more transcendent than the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Whether you are a Christian or not, through a commitment to helping others, we are able to save ourselves. Demonic false teaching. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's exposing those who follow him. He's exposing something. He's exposing something. A false teacher. The spirit of the Antichrist. That's right. Those who follow him, those who vote for him, those who follow his teaching, the spirit of the Antichrist, unbelievable. Listen, you have a choice. You can either follow the Antichrist or Jesus Christ. You have to make that decision now. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Have you ever believed in Jesus, given your life to him? Put your faith in Jesus Christ. John 3.36 says, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. You have a choice. You can have eternal life or God's wrath. And the only way you can have eternal life is putting your faith in the one and only. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. That whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. You have to believe in Him. Put your faith in Him. Give your life to Him. That is the only way to have Jesus Christ and be and be uh, have. Uh, Inoculated against the Antichrist and his deception. This is the only way. If you don't have Jesus Christ, you're going to fall for that lie. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Your mind is blinded and it will stay blinded when the Antichrist comes again and leads you into eternity in hell. You have one chance, and that is believing in Jesus Christ, Christ, receiving the Holy Spirit, who will open your eyes and and and, and give you a biblical worldview, following Jesus Christ very closely. That is your only chance. Let's pray. Father, I pray that every person hearing this would put their faith in Jesus Christ, would turn their back on the Antichrist, put their faith in Jesus Christ, would reject the, the false prophets, false teaching, which is already arriving, already permeating our culture, already infiltrating our churches. I pray that, that they, would, they would have a Holy Spirit and eyes opened and live holy lives like Jesus, living for Jesus Christ. If you're hearing this and you have never put your faith in Jesus, you're not sure you have. Here's proof. Are you following the, the world's lies? Or are you, everything I said today, can you see? Oh, yeah, easily. I get that. I'm not falling for that lie. I have a biblical worldview. That's proof. Thus, by their fruit, you will recognize them. Is that fruit of the Holy Spirit in your life? Have you truly put your faith in Jesus Christ? If you're not sure, do it now. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the time of God's favor. Do it now. Wherever you are, in your car, in your bed, in front of your computer, taking a walk with your phone, wherever you are, you can do that right now. The prayer of faith. God, I repent of my sin that has separated from me, separated me from you for all of eternity. I repent of that. I turn away from my sin. Whatever goes against your word, I repent of it. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me. Because I'm putting my faith in Jesus Christ. His death on the cross for me to pay for my sin. His resurrection from the dead for me to give me a brand new life. I put my faith in Jesus Christ. I give my life to Him. I want Your Holy Spirit to fill me, to transform me, to sanctify me. If you have prayed that prayer of faith, That's exactly what has happened. The Holy Spirit has come in. You are a new creation in Jesus Christ. The old has gone. The new has come. You are a new creation in Jesus Christ. You will never be the same. Your life has been transformed. You will see things you never thought possible to see you're going to see the deception the lies of the world you're going to see the emptiness of temptation and sin you're going to you're going to you're going to your heart will break for those who don't know jesus christ because you know how empty their life is and and how they're headed for eternity in hell that's what's going to ha- happen now that you've put your faith in jesus i want to encourage you to tell somebody Maybe you have know of a good church. You can tell someone there. Maybe you have a Christian family member or friend. You can tell them maybe a coworker who's been praying for you and witnessing to you. You can tell them, let somebody know so they can be excited for you and help you grow spiritually. And if you don't have anybody to tell then email me, Chuck Wilson. I'm at nhcc at comcast.net. I'll be excited for you. I'll help you grow. I'll get you connected. For those of us who are already Christians, how is the Holy Spirit speaking to us? How have we been deceived in some way? How is some false teaching or, or delusional lies? How, how has that permeated us in some way or infiltrated our our us in some way? What do we need to repent of? Are we ready? Are we prepared to fight this battle? To persevere? Are you committed to no way I will ever take the mark of the beast? I'm not I'm open to the I I'm, I'm my eyes are open to the deception now. I see how they use all this stuff. You can't buy yourself without that mask, you know? Or without that that passport. Uh, well, well, okay. That's one thing, but I'm not going to fall I'm not going to fall for the deception how it's being set up for when they want us to take the mark of the beast. They're going to try to sell it as a loving thing to do, as a caring thing to do, as a sign that you're loyal to to uh, the, the, the the humanity in the brotherhood and sisterhood of all humans. Are you ready? to? Are your eyes open? Are you starting to watch everything? Letting take every thought captive, make it obedient to Jesus Christ. Everything has to go through God's Word. Everything. Father, I pray that each person hearing this would be discerning. That there's no way that they would take the mark of the beast. There's no way we're going to fall to the lies of the Antichrist, to the false teaching, the false prophet. And we start by standing up against false teaching now, rejecting it now. I pray that you would give discernment to each person who's hearing this. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay. Revelation 14 next. It gets hotter and hotter, but we're getting closer. We're getting closer to the end of the book of Revelation. And I'm going to tell you right now, we win. It's a happy ending. (laughs) I I gave away the ending, sorry. But I think we need that encouragement as as we're dealing with all this, right? All right, we'll see you next time. God bless.